I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello there. Pete Donaldson here from the Football Ramble. Perhaps you've listened before. Uh, We don't usually do this due to the fluid nature of football reporting and indeed uh, the fluid nature of time itself. Uh, But we we basically thought it was necessary since we actually uh, dedicate a whole corner to him uh, to basically say this podcast was recorded on Monday night before the tragic news that uh, Mr Diego Armando Maradona left his post as Argentina manager. So it seems that some hairs on heads actually actually did get touched after all, so, uh, yeah. Enjoy the show regardless, though. Hi, it's Cammy here, Chris Kamara. It's unbelievable, Jeff, and this is the Football Ramble. Welcome, come on in, football ramble time ladies and gentlemen, and it's lovely to have your ears, Luke Moore is to my left Alright Pete Donaldson is nearly opposite me I'm nibbling your ears Mm. You're not (laughs) And uh, James or Jim Campbell is to my right Easy (laughs) (laughs) Good Alright Ice Cube Uh, (laughs) Gentlemen Doggy Snoop Snoop (laughs) Uh, Let's not start doing that Um, uh, Here's the opening question coming at you Uh, Oh spontaneous it's, uh, it's, It's summer signing time Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah, absolutely. It's the you're season. Right. You're right. And or the pre-season, should I say? Uh, what was a memorable summer signing for you, chaps, from overseas? Do you want me to go first, please? Um, I'll go for um, when it's a bit of a double double one for me. Bit of a Barney rubble. Okay. I'll go for when <laughs> out of the blue, uh, um, Javier Mascherano and out of the sky blue and Calito Tevez yeah. signed for West Ham. Yes. Mm. Very strange. Uh-huh. That was funny because um, there was a lot of reports the previous day saying Tevez had pretty much signed for Arsenal. And then oh, just really? out of the blue he'd signed for West Ham. It was all National very shady Island. and we know what happened afterwards. It all went yeah. a bit sort of wrong and Sheffield... Let's not mention it too much because Sheffield United fans will get very annoyed again. Yes. Yeah. But that would be mine because <laughs> it came from nowhere. With Sean Bean. Well, we knew, we knew... And the crazy thing about it was that um, after a while, Javier Mascherano was being kept out of the team by Hayden Mullins. You couldn't get, <laughs> you couldn't get near the first team. <laughs> yeah. Tevez was, took a while but when he got going he kept West Ham up. You know, not, not so handy but, but you know, he did He did. So he was a well. huge part. Yeah, it was a, it was a, was it was a massive, massive... The sort of thing that Sky Sports News was invented for yeah. signing, <laughs> you know. So um, I'll go for those. There was a great moment when Tevez, I think it was his first goal for West Ham, because he only took a while to score. Yeah. And it was a free kick against Spurs in off the bar, mm. and they lost four three at home, and he scored, and he just galloped into the <laughs> yeah. crowd. Yeah. It was yeah. a wonderful, and wonderful moment. He jumped into the crowd and started biting chunks out of fans. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was no vampire behaviour. Mascherano was funny in that I- instance, wasn't he? Because he just, it just seemed like he really didn't try. You wonder whether it was just that he was sort of having trouble settling, but he, yeah, he was either an absolute disgrace yeah. or just a very despondent <laughs> man. It's yeah. very hard to know which. But maybe he knew because of these sort of shady dealings. He thought, well, I know it, there's a better club on its way, so yeah. I can't be bothered here or something. Well, did a bit of a, what's known in the trade as a Winston Bohada. <laughs> Possibly. Um, sorry, sorry, they won the World Cup. I don't, I've, I've never heard of this club before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> How did that happen? Uh, they won the World Cup. Pete, your summer signing. Uh, my summer signing, Frank Dumas to uh, <laughs> United in... Uh, Ninety nine. No, it's not really. Oh, I, I was torn between uh, Ginola uh, oh, yeah. to, to Newcastle because yeah, it was because I remember being obviously being in the northeast at the time um, before the internet. Before the internet, Marcus, <laughs> wow. can you imagine such a thing? Yeah. Uh, they just ran the same PSG goal over and over again on Look North. <laughs> 
Mike Neville. <laughs> no. <laughs> Mike Neville introducing the sport, and uh, yeah, they just used to. They only had one crappy sort of really badly VHS uh, up clip of him scoring a goal. If you're oh, in the north, does that just mean look around? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look at Scot. Look at Scotland. So that sounds to me like they've titled that show predominantly for southern audiences. Yeah, but it only goes out in north. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But uh, I'm actually going to go for uh, Robinho. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, nice. Last day, last uh, the last day of the transfer window. Robinho didn't know what was going on. Nor did Mark Hughes. <laughs> no, no. Oh, you signed Rubino, have we? Oh, excellent. Who <laughs> <laughs> was? I mean, he, he did all right first season, and he was. Uh, he, he had a, he had uh, a few very very decent matches, and it was yeah. just it was just nice to have somebody. Of, it was probably the biggest signing that summer. Would you say? Yeah, well, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and it was a bit of a shock at the time as well because we very quickly become desensitised to City being sort of, sort of like a, a player in the transfer market. But then that was like, like wow, that, that, that was that was, was before their money. But, but it seemed like that was before they got their money. Weirdly, even though it was, it was around like the same sort of. Thirty-two million euros, or whatever the hell it was. Was that the summer of Andy Burton? It was, yeah. <laughs> yeah summer every summer yeah. summer's the summer of Andy Burton. <laughs> <laughs> but like James says, that that, that Rubio something was. A, a massive statement of intent because no one really got used to the fact that there was money and yeah. you know it's a bit like these sort of things tend to happen so often <laughs> I would, like it happened to Pompey I would be taken over by billionaires whatever. <laughs> so often does it never um, sort of transpire to anything, yeah. but then that was a real statement of intent well you're not going to get that back this <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. and they didn't no, no. He's, uh, James or Jim well I'm going to show my Arsenal bias again mm. and go for like, a very very exciting uh, foreign transfer which is of course Mikael Silvestre uh, <laughs> <laughs> was an overseas player no I'm obviously not going to go for him because he looks like a fish and a potato and as we've discussed before yeah um, I just, who knows um, I'm actually going to go for Mark Overmars um, one, yeah. because it was genuinely exciting obviously Dennis Bergkamp heralded sort of that well, kind I, I of era I going to go for Bergkamp well yeah I, I, I thought about Bergkamp but I thought yeah, it's kind of obvious um, but Overmars um, was such an exciting signing and that's the kind of it's the kind of signings I miss at Arsenal now and obviously I don't begrudge um, Wenger's policies because you know they work to a degree and you don't want to put the club at sort of long term financial risk but I do miss that and kind you've won of excitement of yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> you've got um, Shemak in the summer <laughs> well Shemak yeah, looks decent yeah but um you know what I mean though he was a sort of well established sort of star yeah, yeah. yeah. and he, he was he lived up to it all he was a great yeah. great player really exciting to watch and he added so much to the team and it's, I think my memories are all the fonder purely because he did live up to it all yeah very much so yeah good one James good one mm. uh, I'm going to go for Rude Hullet oh yeah good one to Chelsea and the reason why I'm going for that is for me that was remember I think you said on the the podcast last week Luke that (laughs) (laughs) in amongst that there was a coherent (laughs) sentence and he said something about the MLS is now sort of taking the Premier League's uh, crown aging aging world stars oh was that actually a pertinent point was it James (laughs) 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 I accept your apology that's no problem at all you carry on Um, uh, and uh, (laughs) yeah Hullet came on and he still had something to offer because he was a striker Obviously. Oh, it's a classy player, but he, it? but he, he kind of took a step back, didn't he? Did he not play centre back? Yeah, for a I bit? love it when players. He can play anywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And 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 then he, I think he played a bit at centre mid as well. And it was like bloody hell! This yeah. guy was one of the best players in the world, and he's come here, and it was so exciting. And he was one of the first ones that really got um, yeah. the, the foreigners over. And along with Burkham, actually, Burkham yeah. was it was a big um, Zola as well. Yeah, Zola was, I think Zola was a year or two after. But you know, know that it um, took a while to bed in, didn't it? The whole culture of it. Yeah, of course. Ridley, um was certainly at one stage the best player in the world I'd say I'll stick my neck out and say that yeah. very underrated in in how he sort of reflected upon Hullet because he very much was sort of oh, well up there for one of the best players player. in the world but you rarely hear him sort of spoken about no you don't, you sort of don't. you're right he had great touch for a big man <laughs> <laughs> he, he was like a big lampshade with tassels <laughs> running around he was so lanky yeah, wonderful yeah. one of the sort of last examples of a moustached Sort of yeah. brilliant footballer yeah. as well. He didn't have a touch when he went to. When no, he not yeah, did he? He did though, James. You're right, but I think when he went to Chelsea, he got rid of it. Oh, World Cup night, he had the dreadlocks and the, yeah. and the tard. Yeah, yes, of course. Um, without a doubt, I'm taking the points. Oh. Move on. Nice one, <laughs> Jack Warner. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Jack Warner. Oh, you know, yeah. I, I mean, know what Jack Warner's been up to. Oh, oh tell us. Tell us. You're not going to believe this. I am acting prime minister. What? Are you being serious? I'm being serious. Acting Prime Minister when the actual Prime Minister <laughs> has been away on business, Jack Warner has been running Trinidad and Tobago. Oh my wow. word. Wow. So the reason he's up at the World Cup, <laughs> bigger fish to fry. <laughs> like, just imagine like Scrooge McDuck jumping into a big like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pile of money. Thanks to the listener who tweeted me that. I forget your name, but that was, that was wonderful news. To <laughs> and also terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that. Because, I mean, FIFA in previous oh. tournaments did seem like very much just sort of the, you know, the organising body, but now they've become this terrifying 
sort of like Skynet style corporation <laughs> yeah. that seem to be gradually yeah. taking over the world with their FIFA courts and their members running countries actually running countries <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah terrifying at least give it the Shaka Hislop or <laughs> yeah. Brian Lara or something I don't really yeah. know that's, that's how it works with the promise that's how it works in this country <laughs> Notable as well. men. Right. right I've got to pop across to the US who's around Gaza we Brian, Brian bless you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well it's working like that in Liberia hopefully George, yeah. George, George Ware, Ware, yeah. we often say yeah. we often say um, uh, well let's let's I think that was international football that yeah, we touched on there. Yeah. I don't know quite know international policy. Uh, the European Under 19s Championship. Yes. Has been going on. And everybody's seen this and everybody's talking about it. We have to talk about uh, Calvente for Spain scoring that unbelievable penalty against Italy. Yeah. I've watched that about 10 times and I still can't figure out what he's done. <laughs> I couldn't do that with 100 attempts. In case anybody hadn't seen it, Spain played Italy and I think they won 3 0. Yeah, they, they were already 2 0 up at the yeah, time. Then they okay. got a penalty and uh, Calvente, uh, I think that's how you pronounce it came up and took the penalty and I mean how would you describe it he kind of ran up he kicked it with his standing yeah foot, he kicked he? it with his standing foot effectively and so took it's a swing at it at yeah. the same time so it looked like it was going to the left yep. but it actually ended up slowly trickling on the right well he ran up as if he was going to hit it with his right if foot if he did that for my right. team two weeks wages <laughs> Really? Yeah. No. <laughs> what is this team? But it, it was a, it was a, it was an absolutely audacious effort. Yeah. It was a superb. They're it's already two in love in fairness. It's so. sickening the amount of talent the Spanish have, isn't it? Yes. Even their under nineteen yeah. side can do well. Talent like slash arrogance, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but, I th- but uh, were the Italian players like complaining about? Yes, it? they went like, mental. Oh, that's not fair. They went oh. mental. I mean, uh, it's not like the Italians that we complain, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it was like, it, it, didn't Thierry Henry notably do that? And uh, when he's just training, like warming up for Arsenal, he'd sort of he'd go and swing at it. But yeah, that's it right. Around, I've it? seen Totti do the old spin around back heel. Have you seen yeah. that? In oh, that is that. Is decent, but that wouldn't. Yeah. I don't think that would be allowed because I think the rule is you have to kick it forward. But as in, so that would be interpreted as he's kicking it behind him. Okay, no, right. surely not. No, I don't think you'd be allowed to do a back heel penalty. Really? I don't think. I've never seen really Totti do it in an actual game. No, of course, you, no one would ever do it. I've in seen. Game. Uh, who have I seen? Uh, Maybe do like Kergamon. Which one? Jan Kergamon, who missed the penalty. Oh yeah, for but Leicester. Yeah, for Leicester. Yeah, that was right. Remind me of that. Remind me. In the penalty shootout in the playoffs. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was absolutely outrageous. What about the the Uruguayan? What's his name against Ghana? Oh, Abreu. Yeah. Yeah, he's amazing. Goal. <laughs> Such good value. Sheer Elmoco. goal. But uh, what I like about the um, the, the age-capped uh, tournaments is that you do get this kind of great showmanship. Mm. Yeah. And I remember it was either Rubinho or Ronaldinho for Brazil, obviously, and he did one of those penalties where you, where you dink it, you know, well, he never dinked it, he just touched it along the floor, and it barely touched the back of the net. Yeah. <laughs> the sheer... Mar- Maradona used to do that. Yeah. I've seen Maradona take penalties but in his pomp where he would be so confident of sending the keeper the other way, he would literally stroke it in. Yeah. You know, another one who does that to a lesser extent, if we talked about before, is Yakuba. Yakuba, yeah. He does that every time. But it's great with these these championships uh, because Th- there's not that many people watching it's not a big television audience they can really just express themselves and this lad's made a name for himself already speaking of expressing yourselves I mean, England are doing okay they are I'm moving on to that <laughs> they're still playing a flat 4 4 and hitting the front men really early oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a little bit unsettling to well, me they're in the semi-final they got uh, they drew one all with France 90th minute equaliser yeah. got them through you, you know the guy uh, Frank Newball who plays for West Ham yeah, yeah. big big fr- forward man they're basically hitting him at every opportunity yeah well, it's, it's what, what we aspire and I, I've, I, I, I'm, I'm disappointed in it, I'll tell you why because their manager is Noel Blake, ex Pompey. Oh, yeah, ex Pompey centre back. So, so, where do you learn that then? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm racking my brains, James. I'm not sure. I'll tell you. Well, well, in fact, well, he could probably do a job for us at the moment. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, well, we'll move on to that. Yeah. But, uh, well, we mentioned Spain. Uh, there's a lot, uh, there's a few um, rumblings in the uh, Spanish transfer market. Hmm. And uh, some people have been moaning about the Spanish transfer etiquette of Barcelona and Real Madrid, hmm. surprisingly. As yeah. if, as if the, you yeah. know, those two clubs always cover themselves in glory. But uh, I think Barcelona have, have been a bit naughty with Fabricas. A bit naughty. Yeah. <laughs> James, I very dissect. much want to swear. Well, should, we go, <laughs> should we go Matt Cover Tea? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is, I mean, Obviously, Real Madrid gets sort of taken to task with this sort of stuff all the time, and uh, there seems to be this opinion that our oh, Barcelona seem to have let themselves down in the transfer window th- this season. It's not like them to do that. It is like yeah. them to do that. They do it all the time. They did it with <laughs> Thierry Henry. They've done it with various other players in the past. They were with Overmars and Petit, uh, not to the same extent. But this has been an absolute like. Yeah, they always. Full I think up. they just victimise Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Yeah, they, they genuinely do. <laughs> I suppose the Barcelona, they, London, London. It's like they, yeah, well, they play a similar style, not as effectively. So they take the best players. Seems to be. Yeah. The, 
yes. the, the plan actually works for them. Give as it well. three years. But it could be Theo. The annoying <laughs> thing is, well, the annoying, <laughs> the annoying thing is, is it's, pl- it's players you respect, like Xavi, like Iniesta, like yeah. even Saint Lionel Messi. You they wear them all out. Who's turning it today? It's an absolute propaganda machine. Yeah, Messi's done. Messi's come loads of some bruschettes. They've all been at it. Royal. That's the thing. Bruschettes is one of the lowest quality individuals I've ever seen. Pepe Reina, who used to play for Barcelona, obviously doing that thing he did with the Spanish celebrations, where like, he said that Cesc was the future of Barcelona, and they forced a shirt on him. That, that outrageous! That was horrible. He looked really disgusting. Awful. Yeah, I could just imagine James in his pants and the sofa, just being apathetic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it. Squeezing a plastic. It was cup. a horrible day. But Didn't have any money. Fabregas looked so. Awkward. Didn't have any toilet paper. <laughs> Only food I had in the flat was fruit and fibre. What a conundrum! Yeah. Oh, <laughs> made the day a lot worse. At least it's healthy though. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> bright side, James. You need that. Um, but uh, it is true though they have signed a lot of Arsenal f- great have. Arsenal players well, yeah, but it's I don't remember Ray Parler making this no. <laughs> it's the way they've, they've gone about it though isn't it it's really underhanded and it is, it's a typically Spanish thing and it's obviously oh, there is oh, no, yeah. no but it, <laughs> it's hard spot it's, it's true though like, look at yeah. Madrid it is it, it, I think I'm sure it's how they work between the clubs themselves as well it's just the English playing the game the well. of, course they do. of course they do but Madrid and Barcelona my, my favourite Chelsea part. and Man City have covered themselves yeah. in glory of yeah, late with the transfer my favourite um, part of the entire it's saga. The and gone to Spurs. <laughs> My favourite part of the entire saga, and I, I do agree with what James is saying, it's, it's scandalous the way they're behaving, and I, I, I don't, I don't condone it at all. But is my favourite part of it is the fact that it's clearly in the contravention of FIFA rules to tap up players who are under contract. Yeah. Yeah. FIFA reporting on their website. Yeah. Xavi <laughs> well, says this. Iniesta says yeah. that. But they're getting, they're getting around it by getting the players to do it, aren't they? Especially mm. with his Catalan roots. And I suppose in a way because he was poached from their youth team, they, they probably think, well, this is reasonable. And th- there's all this stuff where they're saying, you know, we're not going to pay over the odds for Fabregas we'll only pay the market value but you know the mar- look at the, the players they've signed yeah. for the money they've spent like Chigrinsky was like 25 million <laughs> so if Fabregas at like 23 years old is going to get you yeah. 15 goals probably as many assists Ibrahimovic, you know, in a season Ibrahimovic who's not as good as Samuel Eto'o was 40 million euros and yeah. Samuel Eto'o and so <laughs> Fabregas is, is worth the, the valuation I did see a report that he had signed like some sort of agreement the other day but I think it turned out to be nothing but there's mm. so much hasn't he, hasn't, he, he, hasn't he completed like personal terms or something that, that was what I read yeah, but yeah. I should, can you do that? But I don't think the personal terms would be. I think yeah. that would be more of a sort of lip yeah. service thing because he, he obviously is a Barcelona fan. Yeah. He will go there at some stage. He knows the club. I don't actually think Barcelona will get him this summer, but I think the personal terms would be the least stumbling block. Mm. For but it's yeah. it's an unusual one, isn't it? It very much seems like um, there's a a lot of sort of reporting saying that it's Laporta really wanted to bring him there as like a sort of final kind yeah. of jewel in the crown of his yeah. legacy and uh, it just seems like they're relentlessly pursuing him and is it where would he play? Well, it's, I mean, it's, a good, it's a good point but my, another, the other thing that's worth pointing out actually is that I would predict to Barcelona to get a lot more like this because the guy who's taken over from Laporta so oh, yeah, Russell, he's like a really um, uh, sort of not vicious but a really sort of harsh mar- sports marketing man yeah. Yeah. And, he, and he expects I like think Gary Cook yeah, oh sort of. Course, uh, yeah, yeah. Expe- I think I think people are expecting them to use a, lose the UNICEF thing, get a proper sponsor, all that sort of stuff. Mm. So they might well That'd be. be a shame. And in fairness, let's not let's not forget that under Laporta they were carrying a UNICEF logo, but still going to like homes of vicious dictators and playing games there to raise money yeah, yeah. and stuff. So you know, it's not all cut and dried. Yeah, yeah. But I, I do agree with you, James. I think I think they are acting poorly. Mm. And it is a shame because they are they're very they are an amazing I mean, institution with the with the, 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 the way they play football and the way they typically have played football in the past. As well. I, d- I, d- I just get the feeling in that sort of unit, do they need? Like they'll, ha- they, you can get any player to be able to score goals in that situation. Yeah. For I, mean, like, I don't. Uh, I mean, how much is going to cost a lot of money? <sighs> well, they, they bid something like twenty-eight million, didn't they, earlier in the season? But uh, I think fifty million is completely reasonable for million. that sort of player. <laughs> yeah, I did. Well, let's move across to uh, Real. Madrid yeah. and uh, two of their oldest serving players are, are moving on yep. yes I mean, Guti and, and Raul what a pair of players they are eh? is Guti trying to get away from that deaf boxer that still <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think Guti might be on his way to Besiktas there, there is rumours yeah Besiktas yeah. and then uh, Raul looks set to join Schalke 0 it was talk but again, um, it's not later today that he's also like, had offers from the Premier League yeah I heard, that. I heard that I don't think I, I don't actually think Raul I, I think he's a wonderful player and he, he has been certainly I mean around I think it might Marcus you might be able to help me out here but I think around 2003 when they played United in the Champions League and Raul was just magnificent yeah, yeah, he was yeah, unbelievably he was. good is he, is he still the all time top scorer in the Champions League I think he uh, is is he ok I'm not sure I'm not sure about that but I know that that season Ruvan Nistelrooy was top scorer in the Champions League for United but Ra- Raul must have got 9 or 10 goals think, that season I think it was, was brilliant I think it was the season actually after Man United 
won the Champions League, so it might have been ninety nine to no, two thousand. No, no, and they went that. and they went to Old Trafford and won. Is it when Ronaldo scored a hatch? No, no, no. Then That's uh, different. I think it was when Roy Keane scored an own goal. And then Raul scored two, and they might have won three one or something. They beat them six five in aggregate. It was, that was no, that was another. That oh, okay, was that's, later. What that's what I'm talking about. Anyway, well, that was more Ronaldo's day, whereas okay. the one I'm talking about, Raul, I think scored a couple of. Okay, goals. right. He's, he's getting on a bit. When if Fernando Redondo did that great turn, oh, oh, I forgot about Redondo. Yeah, yeah super. He's, he's, he's getting on a bit. That, um, that Schalke team is led by that. Maga- is it McGarth, the uh, oh, German? Oh, Felix McGarth. Yeah. Uh, he's like he wouldn't want to face him. He's supposed to be a real sort of horror. They call him Saddam because <laughs> <laughs> he's so he's so horrible to his players. Well, uh, according to Harry Redknapp, uh, fans would sing Saddam's name even if he put money into their club. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. No, I, th- I think also. I mean, for me, you're I, a big fan of Gooty. I probably you? overrate him actually, but I think he's one of my favourite players mm. ever. I think I've, really, I've, there's not there's not been, in my opinion. I've, I've not seen a better pass of the ball than Gooty. I mean, would, would you call him a midfield general? He, no, because he, no, because for me, a general <laughs> somebody's a bit of an enforcer. I okay, think Gooty okay. is almost like the ultimate utility man, <laughs> isn't he? Sort of a, across the midfield, oh, in playing Arby's. in defence. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, Gooty. No, yeah, uh, you pointed this out once, Luke, and it's that Gooty's played something like fifteen times for Spain, which is yeah. just unbelievable. Yeah, no, yeah. playing that good. <laughs> he's got five hundred and twenty odd games for Real Madrid. And he's played That's fifteen nothing. times for Spain. Yeah. It's um, five hundred and twenty games in your career. Yeah, that, that's not much, is it? No. Well, I don't know. That's not bad uh, for, for the biggest club in the world. Well, I suppose so. Yeah, yeah that's reasonable. I, I think the Gooty. I mean, Zidane said it as well. Zidane said if Gooty had it in the in his head, is is uh, the way if Gooty had it in his head the way Zidane did, he'd he'd be the, the same player. He said Zidane, yeah. Zidane rated him so highly. He said, look, training ground, technique, vision, passing range. He's got it all. He was yeah. right in there with all those guys. Yeah. Oh, he was. Yeah. Well, I, I know a couple of people whose football opinion I respect who say they've been to the Bernabeu, they've seen all those Galacticos, yeah. and they're most impressed with Guti. But, he, but he the did. problem with Guti is he's, he was, he's, mass, he's a massively difficult character. So he'd fall out of almost every manager, mm. and then and the manager would invariably leave, and he'd be there starting again with a new manager who mm. then he'd fall out with. So he'd only play the first sort of four months of a new manager's tenure, yeah. and he'd never get in the team again. <laughs> but he, but he did, <laughs> I suppose, raise his game. He had to because when Beckham signed for them, everyone thought. Oh, was going to be well changed it. The league got that much better that everyone had to step, <laughs> it, step yeah. it up, you know. <laughs> but he, he, he was, I remember he was really put out and he thought, Oh, he's going to take my place. And he there was talk of him going elsewhere, but he didn't. He managed to, he kept yeah. his place. And I like, I, look, I like band, if he goes right. wherever he goes, I, I like to see him hopefully play for a Champions League club or Bolton. There's talk of him, there's talk of him going to Blackburn or something. Mm. And that would Allardyce is weirdly good at getting players to do that, though, isn't yeah, he? yeah. I mean, there's talk of Raquel Mane also, but I think that's obviously yeah. bollocks as well. Do, yeah. Right, well, let's uh, let's go. Down a, a few footballing tears to Sheffield Wednesday. Um, they've uh, footballing tears could very well be shed soon. Mm. Yeah. Uh, there Bam. we are, James. Good. They've got a winding up order, mm. and they uh, have uh, it's, it's, uh, it's over an unpaid tax bill. Five hundred thousand pounds. I think five hundred fifty thousand pounds. Yeah, not the spiralling debts of other clubs. Yeah, it's not no. huge, is it? I mean, it's not ideal, though, is it? No, it's I quite mean, hard to raise, surely, from that like sort it, of club's perspective. It often seems obscene because I mean, if you look at remember a while ago when Hyde United got in touch with me. Like talking about them yeah. trying to raise money for them. And their bill, I mean, for them it was quite big. But if you think of the sort of perverse amount of money that's in football, yeah. I mean, I don't think the problem is you get into a situation where you're like, well, it's only half a million. Clubs could put together and bail them out. But I mean, they need to start. They need to run their club properly. Yeah. Mm. I, would, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't think that's necessarily fair to say that. I yeah. guess. I guess tax bills are one sort of slice of a very big debt pie. Yeah. I, 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 I imagine. I, I imagine they probably got debt as well as tax. Uh, yeah. Uh, as tax as well. I, I know. What I do know is that HMRC are, are getting a little bit. Annoyed with not getting money all the time from football. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Everyone else gets money; they well, never get it. Well, fortunately, yeah. um, Palace set to, uh, are set to emerge from administration. That's, so good that's news. Uh, yeah. On the subject of Palace, I have an email. Oh yeah, far away, old sport. Ramblers, parenthesis, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> It's pre-season and at this special time of year I am often reminded of a comical pre-season friendly I saw featuring Ian Dowie's newly promoted Crystal Palace oh. I was living in Germany at the time and working with a Palace fan As premiership teams travelled the globe uh, to unearth untapped third world commercial markets Simon Jordan sent Palace by ferry and coach over to Austria at the last minute to play some local teams It's good of him Yeah <laughs> Being just across the border from Austria me and my mate caught the train across to see them play When we arrived we were startled by what we saw Palace were playing on a pitch in the local park of an Austrian village <laughs> There was no ground as such No barriers No stand Or obvious seating area So me and my mate Sat down with a few cans On the touchline Still amazed we were due To watch a premiership side Playing in what was Essentially a local park 
My favourite moment was when Dougie Friedman went down under a hefty challenge right by where we were sitting. Go on, Dougie. Not wanting to miss an opportunity to get close to his idol, my mate wandered onto the pitch next to the clearly distressed Dougie. He promptly lay beside him in a position which I believe in the Kama Sutra is referred to as spooning. <laughs> <laughs> After which I took a photo of them both just as the angry physio ushered us away. Well, um, however, well. the afternoon took a turn for the worst when later after the game my mate approached the players for an autograph not one single player signed for him and even Ian Dowie waved him away saying no autograph despite my mate being one of only five Palace fans at the game in a park in Austria <laughs> how yeah. can you not well, sign an autograph he had just spooned Dougie Friedman though, yeah, if anything definitely give him an autograph yeah. for that yeah. <laughs> my mate was clearly upset and decided we should leave before doing so he just nipped into the park shack to use the facilities before our three hour train ride home it turned out all the Palace players were in the shack getting changed five minutes later my mate returned grinning like mad and shouted far too late for my liking I've just seen Dougie Friedman's knob oh. <laughs> every cloud incidentally Palace won 2-1 pre-season friendlies you gotta love them at ease gentlemen Stuart thank you very much Stuart that's, that's good good story well, well done to you Stuart that's <laughs> and to stuff. your unnamed friend marvellous <laughs> well um a, a ridiculous pre-season tour there <laughs> speaking of which uh, Portsmouth have <laughs> yeah. been on a pre-season <laughs> tour of uh, North America well sort of Sort of a pre-season tour. Well, yeah, they, uh, <laughs> their week-long tour of the United States and Canada. Um, apparently they could uh, scarcely feel the team. Uh, they relied heavily on youngsters with no experience. Um, and uh, they got stranded in Chicago by a lightning storm. That's not their fault. We can't no, blame them yeah. for that. Um, well, I, I blame them involved. Peter Story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they only had about four hours to sleep, the players, apparently, before Saturday's uh, game with DC United. And they had no time to to train for three days yeah mm. the worst part about all this is that Pompey actually ended up playing DC United yes uh, lost the kit yes so had to play in DC United's away kit yep. and got humped 4-0 yeah. <laughs> well, no, wearing the other team's <laughs> kit there was three sendings off in that game Aiden <laughs> Mullins was one of them well it's embarrassing isn't it you know but you need these pre-season tours to get yourself ready for the season yeah, right? <laughs> right, yeah. Is it, you know like the Man City while well, they've been over in the US camp they've had that big welcome to the US with Tevez the, they've, they've redone that picture yeah for the uh, oh, yeah. camp. God, I wonder what the Americans think of that. Carnu. Oh my god. I think that Carnu might not have made the trip. I think Carnu might be at home in Nigeria. Is that as right? always. DVT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. DVT. Apparently, um, two players were injured in the Edmonton. Oh, the game. keeper, yeah. The, well, the Hadley one, though. John yeah. Stewart, yeah. He's quite highly rated. It's just been an absolute disaster of a tour. Why do I get the feeling you put this in the run in order for a very specific reason? What does just to inform? But Steve. Steve Cottrell is, is there. I like Steve Cottrell. I do as well. I've met the man. Lovely fella. Very enthusiastic. Absolutely loves football. Like, yeah. really, really does. To the point of, I'm sure he'll be sitting in pubs around Portsmouth asking people's opinions and, and getting stuck into the chat. He really does love it. And and I think for, for a club that has been going through such a hard time and things clearly have got even worse... Um, You'll need someone with a big personality with a lot of enthusiasm and a likable chap to get them going, and hopefully he's the man. Well, he's from um, it was the thing with Steve Cottrell is he's not from the South Coast, but he spent a lot of time at the South, on the South Coast. He was at Bournemouth for a while, um, and uh, I was saying to you earlier, Marcus, actually that. When Portsmouth went through that stage, you guys probably remember, not so long ago, just going through managers all the time. Steve Cottrell was always piping up, saying he wanted the job, and he wanted the job, and he wanted the job, and that's before all this happened. So you know that he's there for the right reasons. I mean, yeah. it, it is a reasonable CV as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, he, he, he didn't last long at Stoke. He was he's well rated as a, as a, as a number two for for a while. I'm you know I'm pleased. I think to be honest, I think it's got to the stage where Pompey are lucky to have him. I mean, he's, he's got experience. You know, he, he's managed he's managed clubs before at a decent level, and, and like you say, Mark, he does come across as very enthusiastic, and I think you know. Know, if anyone can can stable, stabilise that ship, hopefully it'll be him. But it's not started well, obviously. Um, it's just a, it's just a losing to the team in, in the away kit, which annoys yeah, me. That <laughs> is, that's <laughs> a real indignity. Isn't yeah, it? it's, it's, a, it's a shame. But yeah. I mean, that's the way it goes. You know? That's the way it goes. Uh, Burnley have been on a pre-season tour, the Far East. Yeah, what's this mm. about? Because I, I, I didn't, read, didn't read much about this. Well, but this you were talking is about quite a nice story. Um, they, they went on a pre-season tour of the Far East. Uh, th uh, this was funded by a businessman called John um, Benaskowitz, and he was so fed up that the Premier League's top four teams, uh, top four teams, sorry, uh, got all the support in Southeast Asia. That he decided to sponsor his beloved Burnley uh, a trip to Singapore to boost their appeal. And uh, he's obviously a very wealthy businessman <laughs> to do such a thing. <laughs> um, and 
the uh, watch proudly as uh, his uh, side rounded off a successful tour with a one nil win over a Singapore select side. <laughs> nice. Um, but uh, the, the reason why, um, oh, apparently there was a lot of Man United shirts in the crowd. Mm. So you know, when they gone down, my maybe they're going to be Burnley next season. Who knows? <laughs> um, but apparently this, this this all came about because uh, in his uh, his office. Uh, Offices, they've got clocks on the office uh, on the office walls. Sort of Shanghai, Singapore, Dubai, all the time zones, and he had one of Burnley as well. Like, <laughs> big Burnley fan, <laughs> and he provided uh, he gave a, a photo of this to the uh, Burnley FC site, I think, and they invited him to come and watch the two-one uh, defeat uh, by Chelsea at the end of January just gone and at the time they were discussing their, their shirt sponsorship with their, their current one and he said uh, it's a Singapore based company and he said well they're absolutely mad about soccer out there why, why don't come and let's organise a tour so bang they did and well, he pays for it helps to have rich mates yeah, yeah. it does yeah, yeah. but well, it's a nice, nice story if any fan of the ramble was a rich businessman and listen, and, listen yeah. Yeah. and would like to find a pre-season that. ramble tour I'll, I'll Dougie Freeman yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's known as now so now <laughs> absolutely we're staying in the US uh, Thierry Henry scored on his debut against Spurs yeah. loves it doesn't he absolutely <laughs> loves it you happy with that James I'm delighted with yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest I thought you might be oh he's forgotten about but try your eyes about Barcelona yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was involved in, in a wonderful piece of television Thierry oh, Henry oh, yeah. that was great stuff I'm sure we've all seen the, the best the best question when he got interviewed it was on um, a, a sub subsidiary of Fox uh, Network wasn't yeah, it yeah it was like a sort of this morning style programme they hadn't done their research yeah. the, the, girl, the girl said uh, so you've just come um, you've just come from uh, the World Cup where you won yeah. you're a World Cup and he was like no no no, no. Uh, just <laughs> imagine no. the complete opposite of that <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> but he, I think Henri did well didn't he really in the face of such unprofessionalism they clearly didn't know who he was and she was talking to him like so you are from France <laughs> yes. you are doing so well to understand our language <laughs> <laughs> really he did, he did come across really sort of cool as a he's unflappable isn't he but yeah he's didn't he, hasn't he made calm, some funny he? comments about racism in Europe and well, stuff, he, I think like, yeah that was interesting the presenters they, did well they said right. to him he previously said one of the things he was looking forward to getting away from in Europe was the racism but they did it in a way so it sounded like it was everywhere that was, no, right like that was the reason everywhere. he was moving back yeah, 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 which yeah, he yeah, refuted yeah. but yeah. they did they uh, still managed to make it look like that I mean sadly it, I mean they are right there is still a lot in, in Europe especially around football but as you say James the way they did it did sound like you can't move for it you know? yeah. Yeah. So they don't, they've never had any racism in uh, <laughs> 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 people like Thierry don't really have problems do no, they no, exactly. <laughs> actually uh, didn't he call him like the airy Henri as well or something <laughs> yeah, like that? he didn't do very well with the name <laughs> mind you and, I can't talk I mispronounce names all the time and the so bloke, and the God bloke, bless your brother the bloke tried to ad lib <laughs> and he, he starts going um, he went off the script the male presenter and he starts going and what about those horns the horns they have the yeah. horns it's very Richard <laughs> Madeley wasn't yeah. it yeah and he was like what the movie is he's like yeah the horn could you could you play with the horns who <laughs> <laughs> was it off putting and he was a bit like okay Henri was like yes it's off putting <laughs> <laughs> oh dear oh dear now Gentlemen, we haven't talked about this man for a little while. England and Sweden's Kenny Pavey. Yay! Yeah. Why am I talking about him? I hear you. Friend cried. of the show. Why are you talking about him? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> it's Champions League preliminary round. Preliminary. <laughs> I think I got there. Yeah. Um, uh, we're going to move on anyway. Uh, it could be for hours. And AIK Ike. Icor. Team. Icor. Icor. Yeah. Why are they called Icor? It's just a nickname, a yeah. like, local, like, local nickname. Yeah, they are. They've gone through to the third qualifying round of the Champions League, and uh, they're going to play Rosenborg, who beat at, uh, Lingfield. Oh yeah, and it, it's a bit of a tough one because Rosenborg or Rosenberg or whatever the local yeah. pronunciation is. Luke, he made that up. Yeah. <laughs> he, did, yeah. he doesn't actually know. <laughs> I'm just joining. Rosenbergenstein. <laughs> I'm staying out of this. They they're going to be playing them, and Rosenborg have been in the Champions League before. A yeah. little bit of pedigree there. Yeah, but they've been roundly beaten in the Champions League before <laughs> yeah. as well. But they've still got there though, which is always <laughs> an achievement for for the uh, the smaller side. So the first leg will be happening uh, possibly by the time this is out, and then the second leg will be happening uh, at the beginning of August. If Pavey and Co can beat. Rosenborg then they will go into the uh, next round uh, and if they win that then they will be in the Champions League 
proper. Pro- proper. Yeah. Uh, however, e- if they can just beat Rosenberg, then no matter what happens, they have European football because they'll oh, yeah. be into the Europa League. And oh, I'm just yeah. epic scene. So let my dream, <laughs> <laughs> my pavy dream. Um, so uh, yeah, everybody, I want everybody to think good thoughts. Like Yuri Geller style. Yeah, yeah, for Icor. Put them out there, and we want them in European football, preferably Champions League. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but but let's just Rosenberg. Hopefully beat the Rosenberg. They'll get to Wembley. And we'll they'll get Mark Kenneth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pavey's. Pa- um, That's what we're holding out for, Kenny. Pavey's best mate is. Jim Jimmy Bullard so hopefully yeah. he can get one over and in by getting European football when Bullard's not got it that's right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in the Europe, Europa League Mallorca have been expelled from the competition with uh, Villarreal taking their place why? because oh, of just wedgies peanuts <laughs> <on> <laughs> yeah, <probably. laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> exactly but Bangor City from Wales are still alive oh, after w- people were saying the greatest night in the club's history yeah that's incredible isn't went it, through. Isn't so, it? so good luck there right then chaps um Let's just take it off a different tangent. Mm-hmm. I've got a Paul the Octopus update. Sorry, do you want to use his full name? English-born Paul the Octopus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of hearing about this frickin' octopus. <laughs> well, we started, so got we will go on. Free Last week, you, want, you wanted to put him on Howard Webb's head. Yeah, and that will be the end of it. <laughs> I had a solution for him. <laughs> well, he's, um, he's <laughs> been named an honorary citizen of a Spanish town. Landlocked. This is agony. <laughs> what use is the key to the sea? <laughs> yeah, well, it could be on the coast. I, don't it know. Could be. I, I haven't done proper research. To be honest. I thought that was. I thought that was enough. <laughs> it's not the only water in the world exists in the sea. You can put it in a tank. Yeah, well, apparently, well, you know, octo- octopus is ridiculous. Octopusai, whatever yeah. they're called, can, can get out of pretty much anything. They're really, really intelligent and can, they can make themselves really small and manipulate. Oh, I don't think they are. Apparently, apparently. They no, no, they are prison. Very intelligent. What's um, the best thing that an octopus has ever invented? Can, can you do anything that an octopus can do? Uh, he, he's a better predictor of football games than me. I'll yes, that. <laughs> uh, exactly. And you, you present However, a podcast about football. In my defence, I am English-born, also. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's reasonable and something to be proud of, right? But apparently, they they quite regularly like they they get out of tanks and stuff, thinking, "Oh, I'll go and try and find some other water," and they just die. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah, that's I've heard amazing. That in sort of zoos and stuff, they have to be really well Careful. looked after. Yeah, they yeah. get out. Yeah, think on Fabregas. Yeah, <laughs> well, sort of work. I don't know what that means. <laughs> he's trying to get out of one tank. He may not die, have die on the way to Barcelona. Yeah. <laughs> Who Could knows? Happen. Could happen. Well, do you remember when uh, some people, lots of people, have been trying to get Paul Octopus or Paul the Octopus? Some people actually, some people trying to get him. Yeah, no, physically. They were trying to. They were people talking about grilling him. Yeah, tapas. Yeah. No, the Spanish were actually defending him because <laughs> they, 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 they're big fans of Paul there. Oh yeah, I bet they are. And they found us in a big pot. And uh, leave the Ghanaian man out. Of this. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Never. Imagine that. Imagine that he's cooking up. Cook him in the Ghanaian pot man's pot. It would be right. <laughs> it would be, it would be poetic <laughs> justice. <laughs> I'm not sure itself. why. <laughs> Football is eating itself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, this is all uh, conspired to. Um, bring us uh, such a ridiculous uh, little story which a Chinese film company um, has now they're going to c- uh, come up with a comic suspense film called Kill Paul Octopus it's <laughs> 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 um, gone too far well yeah. they're, 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 they're cast they're, they're looking for an actor to play Paul. I assume that's another octopus yeah um, but uh, <laughs> Zhao Zhang who um, sent, he sent he's the, the main man behind the film he sent invitations to the aquarium in Germany inviting Paul to attend the film premiere in China uh, and the octopus appearing in this film is an actor who looks similar to Paul an what an acting octopus <laughs> don't mean to sound racist as we've you know discussed a lot of things but yeah. surely they all look the same don't they yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you might be playing Billy the Squid yeah <laughs> who knows no let's just gloss over that little bit <laughs> <laughs> there we are I, the only place we can go now yeah is Diego Corner Yeah <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen Believe it or not it's, It won't go away <laughs> And Luke's gone there We've rented it out To bring you some Quite magnificent scenes From South America Luke Yeah uh, Hi guys Hello <laughs> yeah, Alright yeah. Hello How's it going We yeah, can hear right, Not too bad um, Thanks for asking Um yeah, basically, Diego is still being Diego Maradona. <laughs> yeah, well, that was always going to be the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if he was always. I think he was always like this, but I'm thinking I'm much more aware of it now because I know that I've got to deliver in Diego Corner. So I'm always. <laughs> I, it doesn't ever pass me by anymore. Now you've got a passport to Diego Corner. Yeah. 
Well, I'm the custodian. Oh, you? Yeah, really. And okay. no one else is here. Um, but, um, yeah, the, the, the best thing is that, I mean, I've got a few things that he's been up to. Right. And you might have seen one or two of them, but I'll, I'll lead with the best one, which is basically, you remember last week we talked about him going to see Hugo Chavez? That's and, right. Um, who's obviously the, um, Cause, uh, the, the Venezuelan president. Well, they're just going to play a bit of football oh, and they're softball. Not, yeah, they're knocking about, playing yeah, a bit yeah, of football yeah. softball. It must be Cigars. sort of, I'd imagine w they're just chilling, they're probably not doing anything harmless. Things t have taken a much more serious twist. <laughs> <laughs> I had one of the fight. Nice fight. Do tell. Well, Do basically, tell. you know, well, I'm not sure if anyone knows, and, and I'm no. Um, Pete, did you just have a knife fight? Yeah. <laughs> yeah just, oh, they've got up. They've it's got not that serious. Yeah. I reckon they would. Stay tuned. I though. bet they do a bit of Russian roulette. <laughs> 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 but anyway, so. I'm no expert in international relations, no, but no, you may no. have seen in the news recently that, um, that Venezuela and uh, Colombia have had quite strained relations, and it's basically around... Um, Who would have thought? Colombia accusing Venezuela of housing sort of Colombian rebels and looking after them and all this sort of stuff. I don't know if it's true or not. I'll get back to you. I'll ask Diego next yeah, time I see yeah. him. But Venezuelan President Hugo Chavez addressed the nation... Well, don't Colombia sort of have a few links to the US? Well, exactly. There's well, some little thing there. And to Chavez cut a long story short, yeah. Chavez isn't happy with Colombia, and he took an opportunity <laughs> to give an interview addressing the nation about, you know, what his plans were, what he was going to do, <laughs> how he feels about Colombia, <laughs> what the um, sort of border relations are going to be like. Diego was there. <laughs> <laughs> Diego's by his side. Standing next to him. Yeah. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> and Diego chipped in. <laughs> saying I will support Hugo <laughs> he's not even he's not even Venezuelan he's not even Venezuelan oh my God. but he chipped in saying I will support Hugo Chavez until his ideals to the end it's an honour to be at his side because he fights for his ideals for the people for his country I am with him until death it's like we were saying earlier this World Cup is taking over the world in a very terrifyingly real way <laughs> I, ju I just like the fact that, that I can imagine Diego being exactly at ease uh, with uh, international foreign policy as he is yeah. With football, to yeah. be yeah. fair. It'll be alright. It'll yeah. be fine. It, why are you not signing your co new contract to be Argentina coach <laughs> for another four years there? Well, I've been, I've been in Venezuela, to be honest. <laughs> but that, let me put this into perspective. Started a bit of a revolution, actually. <laughs> let me put this into perspective. That is like the, um, that is like David Cameron saying he's closing the Channel Tunnel and bringing Gaza along. Yeah. And saying, because Gaza's gonna say, yeah, well, you know, I, I agree. I'm with it till death, you, you really don't, you don't I want brought Gaza. the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want Gaza turning up in inappropriate situations, do you? No, no, surely, it, it must be said, actually, with that whole thing where Gaza was involved, surely his plan, right, was to use the fishing rod to get the chicken and the beer <laughs> into the guy. <laughs> yeah, well, who knows? Who knows? But anyway, t but so... Um, there's more. Well, Chavez responded to Maradona's yeah. kind words by saying, Viva socialism, viva the homeland, viva sports, viva Maradona. Yeah. Viva so, Las <laughs> 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 well, top something I, I think that's what Chavez said, but the details got a bit sketchy. <laughs> All right. But anyway, um, yeah, a couple of other bits and pieces. He's, he's, he's happy to carry on as Argentina coach. Oh, right, he is. But he's not having anyone getting involved. No. <laughs> Unless it's Oscar Ruggieri, who's like his best mate and he okay, was, I mean, okay, he's right. been denied him in the past but he said if they touch the kit man if they touch the <laughs> massage therapist I'm out <laughs> I want to continue with the coaching staff and nobody touches any of them why it be so aggressive <laughs> all the time can the massage <laughs> people touch you just ask yeah. <laughs> otherwise we're in trouble <laughs> but he went on to say something about like, if they even touch a hair on one of their heads the deal's off oh. is that how they it? sack people in the Argentinian set <laughs> and they just physically eject them from their job <laughs> it must be but you're probably thinking when he was in Venezuela he wouldn't have any other time to be doing anything else. No, he's, he's got to, he's got to go back to the AFA and have a word and say, "Are you going to be manager?" Well, if anything, one left wing dictator's probably enough, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he found time for another one. Tell Fidel that I love him. He says, um, <laughs> "Mr. Castro, he's, Cuba. He, as he admits being a long-time um, admirer of uh, Fidel Castro." Yeah, of course he is. And uh, obviously, a few of you uh, may remember that Maradona went there to get over his uh, rather ugly drug addiction. Yeah, he did. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's it from the other corner for now. <laughs> we were there um, for ages. Yeah. We well, I'll just lock up and I'll be back in a minute. Dear, oh dear. <laughs> it's turning into Diego Nation. <laughs> My goodness. Well, I've got an email, Pete, Marcus. finish us off with an email. I will polish you off. A Give happy, us a finish happy ending. <laughs> oh <dear>. <laughs> <laughs> this is from a young man by the name of Craig Ball from Newcastle. Oh, yeah, oh, I've heard of that. Where are you uh, <laughs> No. Uh, Ramble Foshole. Oh. After listening to Drew Farmer's email last week about the World Cup Stadium in South Korea, I felt inclined to write an email about the craziness. Is that a word? Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think so. Yeah, it'll do. Uh, that is the K-League. I, too, am a foreign language teacher just out of Seoul and uh, decided to go watch the local 
local team FC Seoul who play in their World Cup stadium. The K League has massive potential. Is it called FC Seoul? Yeah. It sounds like a Duran Duran album. The K League has massive potential. Nearly everything is in place stadium, the big sponsors, transport, etc. All apart from the players. Uh, the K League has a three foreigner rule. Uh, FC uh, Seoul has players from Portugal, M Brazil, and Montenegro, and automatically they are the best players on the team. <laughs> oh. The standard is probably League One esque, but they try to play the ball on the floor. That's League One in England rather than France, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, as said previously, attendances are indeed low. Most kids haven't heard of the K League teams and prefer the Premier League. They love Bolton now for some reason, which is just oh, wrong, he says. That's a travesty, isn't it? Because <laughs> oh, of, uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I forgot Thank his you, name, sorry. Excellent attempt to explain it. Oh, Coyle. It's, it's, Craig, it's Craig, Ball. Well. Craig Ball. You stay on the ball, sir. Yeah. Uh, yeah, however, it has been improving. FC Seoul recently got 60,000 for a game against their local rivals. Oh, there you go. Suwon Blue Wings. Hmm. Hmm. Each team here has a hardcore group of fans known as the Ultras who travel to all the home and away games. That's just support, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I know it's a big country, but. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they take all sorts of rubbish to the games big flags, Vuvuzelas, and Drum kits. Each set of hits. <laughs> yeah. Symbols. Yeah. Very sharp symbols. <laughs> one man band. Yeah. <laughs> a, st a stool. Yeah. It, each set of ultras <laughs> has one man at the front who decides which songs to sing and for how long by simply gesturing with his hand how many times. This annoyed me in my drunken state during a game, so I went across to him and held up a different number. The other 1,500 ish fans didn't have a clue what to do, so just stopped singing. <laughs> <laughs> you can start a chant, but can you stop one? Yeah. That's not yeah. bad, is it? Yeah. Uh, keep the good work, lads, and please give a shout out to the lads and Lasses at Locomotive Ilzan, the team he plays for over there. We, ju we just man. have, we just have. Yeah. Good man, good thanks for that. Yeah. Interesting stuff, lovely stuff. Uh, I like the, uh, you know, the whole f the guy leading the chance, the cheerleader, yeah. if they, you will. Remember FC Bayern, one of them against yeah. them in the and he was superb. Yeah, he was, he was absolutely passionate. Superb. A, fr a friend of mine once went to watch Interplay, and he said there was one there. This was a few years ago. I don't know if it's the same now, but he just like. He just—he had a—I think he had a megaphone, and he described him as a leader of war. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he was just like—he was like, blah, 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 you know, yeah, just yeah. absolutely crazy, yeah. absolutely crazy. It's great stuff. Right, ladies and gentlemen, profile time. Very dynamic. Yeah, yeah. remember that? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. Oh, it's uh, it's it's Socrates Brasileiro São Paulo de Souza Vieira de Oliveira. Should we just call him Socrates? Let's yeah. call him Everyone Socrates. Else does. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Doctor. <laughs> the Doctor, great stuff. <laughs> My goodness, we're, we've talked about this man a number of mm. times on the show. Yeah. Well, now we're going to focus in on him in what, the pro. What a man! What a mighty good man! Mm. Uh, would you call it? Would, would, can I call him an elegant? Midfield general you can do what you want. Yeah, you can. It was, was an attacking for me. It was an attacking midfielder, very rangy, swarthy. Uh, yes, yeah, swarthy is a good, actually, a great way of describing him. He, yeah. he, he all, he, the sort of few times that I've actually seen full games with him involved in. Yeah. He always used to pass the ball and then run forward. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, and you uh, don't play that all like the time. A snail though, and he still <laughs> managed to sort of get around people and score incredible goals. Don't have a go at him. No. <laughs> One thing I would say is that, and you'll probably come on to this in a minute. He was impossibly prolific for a midfielder. Yeah. <laughs> Loads of goals. Yeah, I know he played a bit further forward uh, on, on occasion, but he scored a lot of goals. He did score a lot of goals. Yeah, um, but I mean, this man—he um, he's just not your average footballer. In fact, an average man. Yeah. No. This guy is an incredibly. He was like ten feet tall, wasn't he? Well, uh, yeah, <laughs> huge. Well, he was six can, four. Can I say but now? You and I, ten feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> this is not the point, but these days he looks a bit like Matthew Kelly. He does. Yeah, he that. yeah. yeah like he a seems Brazilian like the result Kelly. of lots of kind of smoking. Well, no, acid trips of various <laughs> people that have dreamed this <laughs> man into existence. Yeah, uh, you bet. <laughs> Good. Um, <laughs> had to be said. Nice. Had to be said. Um, yeah, incredible man. I and mean, he, straight from the off, I mean, he, apparently his childhood heroes were Fidel Castro and John Lennon. <laughs> Serious <laughs> kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly, yeah. Um, he began his career uh, with Botafogo, and he had a decent scoring record there for a, for a midfielder. And his sort of league appearances, about 57 league appearances and 24 goals. Wow. And so but we need to stress that he did play further forward on occasion. He did, he did play as behind the striker as well yeah. sometimes. Yeah. So, you know. Um, I'm not taking anything away from him, I'm just pointing that out. Uh, that's right. Um, He's better uh, than Jerry. 
Yeah, right. Let's put that. <laughs> yeah, let's put that. <laughs> well, no, could he cut it on a wet Tuesday? Etc. <laughs> Etc. Et um, uh, let's bin that off forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I already had. <laughs> <laughs> a few years later, he went to Corinthians, and this is where Lion Share. This is where the man really showed his true colours. Mm. You talk about his goal scoring record again. League appearances: two hundred ninety-seven league appearances, one hundred and seventy-two goals. Yeah, Socrates a, a, of Corinthians. A striker yeah. would yeah. be well happy with that. Oh, yeah. Over the moon. Um, now this is where we really begin to sort of see the man's full uh, range of skills in in every capacity of life. Really, yeah. he co-founded. Now this is when Brazil was under um, uh, a militant dictatorship. Mm. He co-founded a democracy movement at Corinthians. <laughs> uh, this was showing his deta- uh, distaste for the country's uh, military dictatorship. Joey Barton-esque. <laughs> <laughs> and this is uh, in, in many ways he was a precursor to Joey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but this is. Uh, such this is serious stuff. I mean, p- people in Brazil and a lot of s- South American countries, but they just go, they disappear. You know, this yeah. was a seriously bold thing to do. He used yeah. to wear like t-shirts and stuff, didn't he? That's so right. Yeah, he vote and stuff like that. Yeah. He, yeah. Him and his mate, uh, teammates uh, wore shirts bearing the word democracy on them. Just incredible scenes. Big really licks. Was. Big it licks. really was. And he said that winning the Sao Paulo state title in 1982, wearing those shirts, uh, was the most perfect moment he ever lived. So far, <laughs> yeah, that was before he went to Garforth Town, presumably. Well, <laughs> we, uh, don't jump the gun. <laughs> so, yeah. um, he said, he, "Yeah, that everybody at the club had the same right to vote. The person who looked after the kit and the president, all their votes had the same way." And this, he transformed. Well, he was one of the guys who helped uh, Sao Paulo, the club, become the only one in the world at the time to run on a democratic basis as a symbol of rejection to the military regime. Oh, that's interesting. That's incredible. Yeah, that was incredible. You know. So, um, let's uh, go back to the football. Um, he, uh, he wasn't a teenage star, uh, growing up really. He was a big player, but it never, we, we know so many Brazilians who were great at young ages. He yeah. didn't make his international debut to about 25. Well, that's right. And the reason for that is, uh, he delayed his, his, he was uh, lost in years. international <laughs> career. Yeah. Uh, until the age of 25. So he could complete his studies as a doctor. <laughs> Something to fall back on, Again. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Similar to Joey Barton. <laughs> <laughs> Stop saying Joey Sorry, Barton. Am now. I cheapening it? Um, as always. Um, that is just incredible. You mm. d- this is what I'm saying. Very, very different to most people, let alone football. He's, he's a doctor now. Sports yeah. medicine also. Sports science. When did yeah. he sleep? I just the training know. to be a doctor must be so intense. I know it's, you know Brazil in the in the seventies or whenever, but even yeah. so, I'm sure I'm sure yeah. you can't just become a doctor quite easily. Are you saying it's like the air levels of like the past? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see. Five minutes in the hospital, you're a doctor. That's oh. it. That's it. Um, uh, yeah, Doogie Howser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, as we said, you know what a great player, wonderful skills, incredible vision. Um, someone once said, it just whenever he had the ball he seemed to have so many options yeah and mm. you know that a, when a player has that a bit like Raquel in a way but you know it was an obvious one to, to sign you well the hallmark of a quality football player is in my opinion the one of the, the easiest ways to spot a class player is no matter how high the standard how much the congestion in the middle of the park they've always got time on the ball yeah, you know, yeah. and you can't always got spares yeah. he's yeah. fine yeah. there's no spare yeah. that's right you, and, you just and that happens at all levels you, you play yeah. at a reasonably poor level like we do you still get players knocking around who still always find space yeah. it's, yeah. it's yeah. an yeah. awareness it's an awareness of that the last split second you have with which to release the ball which is why at our level they might be offside yeah, but um, <laughs> he uh, he was a bit of a bugger for uh, a back heel. Oh, was his, that was his like his signature move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He did that quite a lot. That's right. Um, and of course, these skills and the fact that he was a medical student, uh, he got the nickname the Doctor. Yeah. You'd be happy with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, the, the fact that he was a doctor. <laughs> well, that's the, it. The, the Doctor. Um, uh, <laughs> let's uh, possibly his. Um, crowning moment for certainly for people outside of Brazil knowing the great man he captain Brazil to the 1982 World Cup yeah and this team f- features Falcao Zico uh, Cerezo and uh, one of the great sides in World Cup history yeah. and definitely one of the best sides never to have won it well yeah they're largely sort of credited as being the greatest side never to win it aren't they well yeah they're they're well, I played with Dutch 74 yeah, yeah, and the, Dutch, the, the yeah, mighty Maggies of Hungary some of the goals are scored in that yeah. competition England and, and he England scored as well yeah. I mean the goal against Soviet Union but one, one thing that's worth mentioning is that um, oh it's two players and then hit top left on it that's right yeah. Yeah. We've, we've mentioned this before but they're actually highly, more highly regarded than yeah. the 94 winning mm. team yeah. yeah you know and that's that's how much they rate them you know that's right that goal he finished off against Italy as well oh yeah 
yeah a different class that is yeah. absolutely different class um, and this was of course under uh, the great Brazilian coach Tele Santana mm. who uh, just b- briefly touching on him he, he his philosophy was there was much more to football than just the result and the fi- if he, he said if the final score is the only point of interest then we might as well all give up and get into numerology um, <laughs> because <laughs> football is not all about winning I think probably he'd go for being a doctor, maybe. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. Some of the England, play- England players agree with that. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't have the choice. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the Brazilian side, the, the the style and the just the sheer joy in which they played football, and just how beautiful it was. It was, you know, Joga Bonita. You know <laughs> what I mean? it, it, it really was. And and they are remembered much more than uh, so many other sides, and uh, even World Cup winners. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I mean, can you imagine if they won the thing? You know, yeah. Again, I suppose it's comparable to the way we look at the um, 1990 England side. You know, they, they held up in real esteem because they actually sort of put in a decent performance mm. by our standards. So, I mean, for for bearing in mind. What a sort of like rich history Brazil has as a nation. Yeah. That's such yeah. an achievement for yeah. a well, won it five times for them to stand out yeah. like that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And um, they will. You know, it, the, someone made a good point. You know that. What if they'd won the trophy? You know, in, in 1982, could they have been a blueprint for for future sides? Mm. You know, and it's one of those big ifs and buts. It, it's such a shame. But uh, but Socrates uh, himself, you know, and clearly he he got a lot of his football perspective and, and football philosophies from Tele Santana. Big influence on the man. And and, and uh, Socrates uh, Socrates himself said when when talking in London quite recently, he said, "To win is not the most important thing. Football is an art and should be showing creativity." If if uh, Vincent van Gogh and Edgar Degas had known when they were doing their work, the level of recognition they were going to have, they would not have done the same thing. You have to enjoy doing the art and not think, "Will I win?" Mm. This is incredible. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, part of me thinks it's, it's a bit too idealistic for me, but I mean, and, on the other hand, I sort of think, well, football started as like a leisure pursuit, and started yeah, as, yeah. as a way to pass the time and enjoy yourself. And I think there is a certain element of of that that's everyone's lost sight of that because of the money involved and because mm. of the pressure. And it's interesting way of looking at it and I think again it is a bit idealistic but yeah. it's, still, it's, it's a welcome way of thinking about football I think yeah, 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 yeah. but you know it's nice to have idealists absolutely it? well he said yeah totally Jamie he said that uh, with regards to Brazil's failure at the 2010 World Cup he said Brazilians weren't disappointed because they didn't expect to win Dunga's approach did not reflect uh, what Brazilians are really like and this was not enough creativity um, but going back to his uh, playing career uh, Socrates he said he was n- not an ordinary athlete I think it's uh, safe to, to say um, I don't think he looked at himself as an athlete as well he, he smoked a, a pack or two of cigarettes a day um, <laughs> a the game then <laughs> yeah, probably yeah. he did appear to kind of have a fag on you know when he's strolling didn't around he the didn't he famously park. have a fag at half time Possibly Few what? players do that Don't they I know he was advised That if he wanted to carry on Playing football at a certain age He'd have to give up smoking <laughs> So he gave up football yeah. <laughs> It's bad even for a doctor That's it It's no excuse It really isn't um, And maybe this is one of the reasons Why he never really settled in Italy Because he went to play for Fiorentina mm. Imagine yeah. him in that kit mm. Oh yeah Majestic <laughs> Don't need to You can vision. watch it if you want well, um, <laughs> It actually happened Yeah exactly <laughs> And he said that the lifestyle He said the lifestyle Never suited him He said uh, I was a year in Florence With Fiorentina And sometimes I didn't want to train But to hang out with friends Party or have a smoke There's more to life than football <laughs> <laughs> but, but Europe can be very regimented Did you run that past the gaffer? Yeah. <laughs> Did that work? Yeah well sometimes You don't want to come to work Sometimes you want to sit in the park With your mates and have a smoke Yeah What? what? Where, are you? <laughs> Where are you? Why haven't you turned up to work? Oh I'm hammered <laughs> Yeah <it's laughs> To life than yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do still want the paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! But with that attitude, but he's achieved so much yeah. as well. It's, a, it's such a funny one. Um, but he said, you know, he, he mentioned that in Brazil, the way we live is not like Europe, where you're you, you have your schedule for the whole year. We don't know what we are doing for the next fifteen minutes. Yeah. If you are born a Brazilian, when you play abroad, it doesn't matter how long you stay away. This stays inside you. Now, this was a guy from a very um, well-to-do middle-class background. Yeah, yeah you know, and he has these ideals. You know, when you you see these um, lads from the slums and they come over and uh, we've discussed many times and they, they go a bit off the rails mm. it's hardly surprising really mm. um, in 1986 uh, Socrates was playing again for Brazil in the World Cup in Mexico and uh, France and Platini uh, beat them on penalties in the quarterfinal after a great game and unfortunately the big man Socrates missed one of those penalties mm. um, 
and uh, he his goal scoring record for Brazil uh, is pretty good. I think it's twenty two goals in sixty games. It's all right, isn't it? You know, good. That, I mean, that's more than a, just more than a third. Um, sorry, that's more a goal every third game yeah. you know, for Brazil, which is, which is great stuff. Uh, after the '86 World Cup, he played for Flamengo and Santos, but he didn't really play that much again after the World Cup. Can't be bothered. Well, it really was like it, it was. It was. I think it was. In the, the remaining three years of his career, you can just imagine the conversation with the manager and the, and the Socrates. <laughs> um, Socrates, are you right for the next game? <laughs> well, when is it? Yeah, I don't know. I Tell me what it is. <laughs> Get a diary. No, yeah. I'm away that weekend. I'll <laughs> say, can I say yes now? Yeah. <laughs> because heavy I, pencil. I've got, no, I've got nothing on at the moment. <laughs> All right, I'll pencil it in. Yeah. Um, Socrates, we're about to kick off. Where have you been? Just, just get get some fags. <laughs> just behave, can I yeah. just have ten minutes? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, in his retirement, he uh, added to his uh, list of honours uh, decorate in philosophy. Um, yeah. He uh, he does continue to practice medicine in in the town of uh, Ribeirão uh, Preto, and uh, he is also a commentator on football and, and cultural issues. And he's currently writing a novel, apparently, about uh, Brazil in 2014. Yeah, it's, 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 it's like the a World Cup. Yes, sorry. It's like yeah. a fictional novel yeah. based around the next World Cup, isn't it? In yeah, Brazil. about nice. love and life and yeah. the carnival. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. 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 yeah, I'll read yeah. it. <laughs> I will learn Portuguese for it <laughs> Which is not true He, he, he said that uh, the best thing that football gave me Was the chance to get to know human beings And he, uh, I got to meet uh, a lot of people who suffered And a lot of those on the other side of society If I'd have stayed a doctor I'd have just stayed in one area of society And only got to know one side of life hmm. Nowadays people sell the idea to children That football can make you rich and famous But that's not all um, so you know, he, again, he's got the, the right ideals. Yeah. Um, it also, it's worth mentioning that his brother Rai uh, also played for Brazil, and he was in the the World Cup winning squad in 1994. Yeah. He was yeah. captain at the start, and Dunga took over. That's from him. right. I didn't yeah. realise he, he, he actually scored in the first game against Russia. He did score. He scored a penalty. I think it was a header. It's, a, it's not a penalty. Did he? Oh, so it was a penalty. He scored against. Yeah, you're right. It was a yeah. yeah, I think yeah. yeah. Dunga Sorry, took over Romario, as captain, didn't he? Romario scored the header. Corner. Yeah. It wasn't a header. It was from a corner. Yeah. Um, what was nice as well though, that his brother Rai did link up with Telly Santana in the early '90s with Sao Paulo, hmm. and the two of them are considered to have played a, a leading role in uh, Sao Paulo being the, the, the Brazilian team with the most international uh, awards because they won a few of the um, World Club Championships. Yeah. Uh, Rai was a bit of in the family. A bit of the, uh, he's about nine years younger than Socrates. Rai. Yeah, he is, yeah. And he's got uh, a World Cup winners medal, and Socrates hasn't. So yeah, yeah. But obviously, Socrates is held. Oh, absolutely. Much and more and yeah, but Rai's a big player. Yeah, Rai was a great player. Very big player. Uh, also played for Paris Saint-Germain in Europe um, Now uh, let's fast forward a few years to 2004 This is more than a decade after retiring And bearing in mind the man didn't exactly uh, you know, Work yeah. up too much of a sweat when playing <laughs> um, He made an outrageous comeback uh, Socrates playing for Garforth Town In the Northern Counties East League in England um, Standard uh, Well we say a comeback I mean it was a brief yeah. uh, 12 minutes <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, let's let him start He got bored He said that he, he you know he'd smoked too many cigarettes and then it was cold and but yeah. Yeah, that's because of the guy I forget was, his name was, was he 50 or something yeah he was in his 50s yeah. there's a guy called Simon someone who set up a lot of um, futsal things and he's got a lot of contacts over in Brazil he, he managed to get a number of other, other Brazilian players to right, play yeah. the Romario I believe as well someone like that yeah I, I, I'm a bit sketching the details but it was definitely a, 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 a more of a constant thing rather than just a one off I heard it was Romario and he scored a million goals <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's top scorer in the league there. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah currently he gives lots of seminars about leadership uh, human relations he did one in London recently yeah that's, that's with um, Alex yeah. Bayos who wrote um, Football The Brazilian Way of Life which yeah. is definitely my book of the week I recommend right, it right okay. <laughs> um, not Socrates' fictional uh, well that's not out yet it's not finished yet, is it? yeah. wow it will be I've got to get eyes on it first <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I think he's spreading himself too thin <laughs> yeah you said this earlier Pete. he's, he's, um, he's a cons uh, consultant for social projects cultural projects uh, he writes for newspapers magazines about sport and other things an ambassador for Benson and Hedges uh, he's still playing music <laughs> he's got a theatre project <laughs> spreading himself too thin do you think Pete <laughs> Wow. What a man I've wow. only got one theatre project on the go oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Peter we hardly knew he <laughs> <laughs> Well anyway I shall, uh, I shall finish Perhaps uh, the, the, the inductee who's been quoted the most in the Dean Windows Hall yeah, of Fame possibly, I think. Yeah possibly yeah um, Let's so get back to you on that So, <laughs> so I, shall, I shall finish with a quote He said when I named one of my sons Fidel My mother said that's a bit of a strong name to give a child Mother I said 
look at what you did to me. Oh. <laughs> Come in, Socrates, you're welcome. Yeah. Got, in. got a doctor in there now. Yeah. There's probably injured players in there that have yeah, been needing yeah. that for literally years. <laughs> you can yeah. teach Brian Clough a thing or two. It's like, it's like Paul McGrath's knee while you're in there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Marvellous people, that is the end of the Football Ramble. I hope you've had a lovely time. If you want to get in touch with us, the email address is podcast at thefootballramble.com. And of course, the website is thefootballramble.com. James. Yes, um, some of you will be aware that in a couple of weeks I'm off to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival to uh, perform some lols, hopefully. Um, if you are in Scotland or you're going up there, yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you are heading up to the festival or you, you are Scottish and would like to come along, I've got a couple of shows on. One is called Beer Goggles, where uh, myself and another comic called Ben Vanderveld will be discussing, um, you know, whether the glass is half empty or half full. You can probably work out which side I'm going to be canvassing for. Um, that's at a club called Cabaret Voltaire, which is, um, uh, th- well, if you want to look it up, the postcode is EH11QR that's from the 7th to the 28th and that is at 1.30 to 2.30 the second one is called Fancy a Threesome which is at the (laughs) Le Monde Hotel on George Street um that's from the 4th to the 30th of August you can actually get tickets in advance for this one which are just a fiver that's uh, if you want to get tickets the number is 0131 226 0000 or fringe at lemondebooking at gmail.com uh, sorry fringe at lemondebookings at gmail.com so you can get tickets there so yeah um, come along and I'll see you there that means Jim's not going to be here for a while in August because he's doing that instead I'd like to see you do some stand up with like, maybe a Barcelona fan <laughs> but he's have a massive slanging match yeah <laughs> and he can force a sh- I'll yeah. force an arm Arsenal shirt on him <laughs> yeah, so he shuts revenge, up yeah. you can deliver punchlines in Spanish can't you? Yeah. Well, I could deliver punches in yeah. <laughs> good you'll need to uh, say goodbye Lukey goodbye say goodbye Pete letters say goodbye James bye we're all off to have a fag with Socrates cheers right I'm a simple Geordie <clears throat> bastard hey he's not a Geordie nor is he simple. <laughs> your, legs very, your legs are very hot. <sighs> I'm hot. Does anyone mind if I get into my pants? I want to play football. Pink I want to play football again. Oh. That's from you already pissed off and shouting at everyone, so you're not. Yeah, well, <laughs> got results, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> when you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.